98.7 FM, Arizona's sports station. Catch it in from the corner. Wolf and Luke. Brings the boom. And catching bodies on his way to the rack. Suns. Game day with K-Ray. I'm ready for whatever. I'm ready for whatever. Yeah, it is game day with K-Ray as the Suns in New Orleans tonight to take on the Pelicans. 14 games left, 10 of them on the road. Kevin Ray of Bally Sports joining us right now. Otherwise, it wouldn't be game day with K-Ray. K-Ray, what's going on, man? How you doing? How we doing, Jets? Doing great. Doing doing excellent. Uh, I actually want to start with somebody who isn't on the Suns. I'm sure you heard Draymond Green last night after his first game back say, okay, now the Warriors are going to win the championship. Well, I wondered, uh, A, what your thoughts are on that, and B, do you think that ever gets back to the Suns? Oh, well, look, you know, <laughs> I'm glad Draymond didn't waste any time in uh, in announcing his presence, you know, <laughs> you know like Nuke Lelouch from Bull Durham, but... Uh, <laughs> You know, uh, you know, Draymond is is a guy that uh, has made you know brash, bold comments in the past, and you know I'm, I'm quite certain that the Suns players saw it, heard it, um, and like anything and everything else, uh, I'm sure there's a, a level of motivation. But I think we've seen this team's pretty pretty self motivated, so there's not much that anybody's going to say or do that will uh, will fire them up that much more. Okay, what did you think of Devin Booker's comments in regard to Anthony Davis and what Anthony Davis had said about the Suns got away with one? <laughs> it was, you know, it's like Joe Pesci. It's like, like funny, ha ha. Like, do I amuse you? <laughs> or funny like a clown? Um, yeah, yes, exactly. It, it, no, it, 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 it was, it was classic. Um, and you know, we we touched on it on the telecast because I just I happened to catch it about, you know, it popped up an hour before airtime and you know Lakers got out to that 6-2 start and then all of a sudden the, you know the, the flamethrowers came out and and Book hit those back-to-back threes and Frank Vogel called his second consecutive timeout and and you know you could see Book look directly at Anthony Davis um and you know his, his comments were spot on it's like why you know why why would you even go there and you know we we can all we can all sit here and talk about all these hypotheticals and, and frank vogel was asked about it as well and he you know he took a very di- diplomatic yeah. stance and he just said look it's i i would basically you know to, to summarize you know he said i would be doing a disservice because look at how far they went last year and look what they're doing this year so there's no reason to even comment on it Talking to Kevin Ray, uh, okay, so you got the Lakers right now, the nine seed in the Western Conference. If Portland was healthy, I'm not even sure the Lakers would be in the play-in uh, round right now. Certainly if Zion yeah. was healthy, they'd be behind New Orleans, who the Suns play tonight. So um, I guess sort of looking ahead to this game tonight for the Suns, what you've seen from New Orleans, but also the possibility that you know if, if the standings are the way they are right now, and it looks like they probably are going to be. I don't think the Lakers or Pelicans are catching the Clippers here. That's probably going to be a game in the play-in round. And, I mean, this New Orleans team looks like a team that's capable of just knocking the Lakers out before we ever even get to the playoffs. Yeah, and look, uh, New Orleans will get C.J. McCollum back tonight. And, you know, Suns fans remember what he did in a Blazers uniform. They should certainly remember what he did to them in the last meeting between these two teams. And, and it wasn't just C.J. Now, Brandon Ingram remained sidelined with the hamstring issue, but 
Um, CJ McCollum gives New Orleans something they've just not had in, I mean, probably, you know, dating back to when Chris Paul was here. Um, dynamic score and a guy who is unafraid of taking that big shot. And we saw New Orleans hit countless shots as the, the Suns had pushed them deep into the shot clock. But, you know, the other guy who has created major headaches for the Suns in their three meetings is is Valanciunas. I mean, he's averaged 22 points, 16 rebounds, um, and a block in the three games. And they just absolutely crushed the Suns on the glass in that uh, late February meeting. So it, it is a talented team. It's a team that, as you said, you know, fighting for their playoff positioning. They start tonight a game back of the Lakers. And the Lakers and Pelicans, I, I believe, play twice before the end of the regular season. So, yeah, things are going to get real interesting for New Orleans here in the last three weeks. Kay, are you hearing anything in regard to Chris Paul and whether or not um, they think he's going to be back with time before the playoffs? Are you, are you hearing any kind of whispers? I'm not asking you to report on it whatsoever. I'm just asking you to tell us if you're hearing anything about Chris Paul at all. I mean, really, the the only thing, Wolf, is just that. Um, I mean, first and foremost, you know, the fact that it's that it's just a thumb. So his conditioning, you know, should be absolutely, you know, spot on. Uh, he's not going to have that issue. It's really just going to be a timing thing, and uh, nothing that would suggest, you know, hey, we can look at him coming back here. Right. I just, I honestly believe that it'll be a situation where, you know, it, it might be the day before the game, might even be the morning of a game, okay. but. It's shoot around and we say hey we're hearing that Chris is going to play I don't know that there's going to be any kind of formal announcements other than probably other than that Um, we will have a better idea once we start maybe seeing him do some actual on-court work with the guys and at that point you can maybe start looking and, and forecasting some kind of a timetable Okay, Ray, along sort of the same lines, are you concerned at all? We know Cam Johnson's not going to play tonight. I mean, there are some reports it might be even another week or two. Um, I don't know. When I when I first saw it, I just, okay, I assumed he might miss a game or two. Or maybe they would be a little cautious because of where they are. And maybe that's what they're doing. But are you worried at all about that for the playoffs? No, not worried. I spoke to somebody the other night just trying to get a sense of, of the timing with Cam. And, yeah, it's probably going to be, you know, probably going to be a, a few more games, I guess, the best way to characterize it. And, you know, the the thing that I was told, and this is really the approach with, with all the guys, but that is, you know, they, they don't want to bring Cam or anybody back if you – can't go your regular minutes. Um, you know, some teams will bring somebody back, and, and obviously with a playoff situation, it would be different. But, you know, the, the belief with this team and the organization is, you know, when, when you are coming back from an injury, you need to be ready to go, you know, whatever your minutes per game is. If you average 22 minutes a game, you got to be ready to go 22-plus minutes per game. And I think because it is a thigh injury, they are being a little, you know, a little cautious. And when you consider the timing of it, you can kind of understand that. But, uh, yeah, I, I, I certainly don't uh, I don't expect to see him. You know, he, he won't play tonight, won't play tomorrow night. And I do think it'll be a few more games before we see Cam Johnson back out there. Okay, what kind of trends have you seen, if any trends whatsoever, with the Suns without Chris Paul, of course, in the lineup? We, he... 
you know, obviously he's a guy that was such a huge impact and a guy that was the culture and is the culture to a large degree of the Suns. What have you seen? Have there been any trends that have formed whatsoever? Well, I I don't know if you'd call it a trend. It's just the it's just the the continuing humming, if you will, of this offense. Um, you look at the numbers for for campaign. I mean, he just missed another double double the other night, nine points, uh, eleven assists. But the fact that the ball is still flying around the floor, and it just speaks to this system that you know that, that Monty and his staff have implemented here and these guys continue to run it at a at a very high rate uh, without the game's best uh, assist leader mm-hmm. and that just that just speaks to guys who who understand the system the scheme what their roles are and you know know that with Chris out You've got two great leaders in in Devin Booker and now Campaign, who's you know slid in seamlessly as a starter. K Ray, great stuff as always, man. We appreciate the time. You got it, fellas. Thank Have a you, good Craig. one. Thanks a lot. That's Kevin Ray, Bally Sports, checking in on the seventy two sold sports line. Get your price at seventy two sold dot com. When we come back, the Cardinals could use some cornerback help. Is anybody actually left? We'll go through the uh, the remaining names out there in free agency at that position. It's the Wolf and Luke Show on ninety eight seven FM, Arizona Sports Station. Wolf and Luke Middays, ninety eight seven FM, Arizona Sports Station. where the Cardinals were going to make a splash in free agency. It can still happen, Wolf. But uh, some of the names at that position have come off the board. Some of the top names. J.C. Jackson was pretty widely considered the uh, the top name. And the Chargers agreed because they gave him $82.5 million <laughs> over five years, which is still not Christian Kirk money, but that's a lot of money. <laughs> Boy, you are not going to get off the Christian That's a Kirk lot of money right for there. Christian Kirk. Hey, the Jacksonville Jaguars, they had some disposable income, and they used it, didn't they? I, I'm not, I want to be clear. I'm not saying this as a knock on Christian Kirk. I do wonder, um, I mean, they, they clearly, Jacksonville saw something watching the film of Christian Kirk with the Cardinals where they said Arizona's not maximizing him, Right. Yes. I mean, you don't you don't give a guy potentially eighty four million dollars over four years if he doesn't have a thousand yards receiving. If you don't feel like his previous team wasn't maximizing him, now whether that's right or not, we'll see. But I, I mean, there has to be an element of that to it because I don't think anybody else in free agency has gotten paid like Christian Kirk has. Yeah, you know, honestly though, I any never, position. Yeah, I never believed that J.C. Jackson um, was going to be an Arizona Cardinal. I, it was nice to talk about. It was nice to imagine. Yeah, if they made a big splash, but most people believed he was going to be um, the highest paid corner of the lot, and right now he is. <laughs> Carlton Davis re-signs with Tampa Bay. He was on uh, most people's list the second best corner out there, and I have to think some of that is Tom Brady coming back. All of a sudden, Carlton Davis is like, I don't want to leave Tampa. Why would I? <laughs> Maybe he was going back anyway, but I'm sure it makes it a little bit easier when yeah. they're offering you $45 million over three years and a chance to play with Tom Brady again. Yeah, Mr. Davis, I would say, you know what, you might want to be careful on that one because he might be on his way to San Francisco. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. You're on board. I, I am not on board. <laughs> 
I'm still coming to terms with the fact that Tom Brady actually used his family and his kids as a reason why he was going to retire and then said, you know what? I've got some unfinished business. <laughs> he chose unfinished business when most of us look at him and think, my goodness, you've got finished business that is there. Seriously, if anybody has the bu- <laughs> finished business... <laughs> It was in the books, Tom, and has been in the books. He's got unfinished business, and he chose the unfinished business over his kids. (laughs) Maybe he needed another episode or two of of The Man in the Arena. I'm being a little facetious here to make a point. Yeah. But it's still, I'm, I'm coming to grips with Tom Brady changing his mind, and every human being has the right to do that. Well, if Tom Brady is going to San Francisco... Uh, somebody should tell Russell Gage that because he just signed with the Buccaneers, I'm assuming, to play with Tom Brady. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, well, he's not going anywhere. Brady's not going anywhere. So the, uh, well, <laughs> okay. I agree with okay, you. Okay, four here we four go. days ago, you but said you he's know, not coming back. I know. You know, I've been on a, a roll right now with this. I'll believe it when I see it. Right? Maybe you should I, speak something good into I, existence. <laughs> didn't I say that about Russell Wilson? I yes. believed I said, I'll believe. But like did, seven minutes now, before listen, he got traded. I did actually say that about Aaron Rodgers. Did I not? I said that about Aaron you did. Rodgers. I'll believe that he's actually going to be a Denver Bronco uh, when I see it. And and then I think I changed my mind, and they did trade yeah, him. Okay, uh, honestly, look, it's getting too confusing right now. Um, here's some of the, the biggest names at the cornerback position that are still out there, okay? Stephon Gilmore, I think we would agree, is the biggest name. Yes. Uh, Darius Williams. Uh, some would say he's always been the biggest name. Some would say that. Not yeah. me, but some would say You're that. talking about a former defensive player of the year in the NFL, and that's only two years ago. He's 31 years, years old. 31 is not 28. I get that. Not 27. But still, Stephon Gilmore, the biggest. Uh, Darius Williams is out there. The former Ram. DJ Reed, former Seahawk. Uh, Dante Jackson of the Panthers. Panthers had every, every corner in the league last year. Uh, A.J. Bouye. Patrick Peterson. Janoris Jenkins, Casey Hayward. Those are the uh, the main names that are out there right now at that position. Yeah. Not the only ones, but the main the biggest names that are out there. Yeah, the biggest names that are out there right now, you know, um maybe you can get somebody in the draft as well at number 23. Um I would always look to the edge if in fact I was going to spend money. If I was going to say man, it's either going to be a cornerback or it's going to be an edge player for this defense. Um, if you've got a guy like Stephon Gilmore, who is clearly, I think, maybe the best option out there, um, yeah, I can understand why you might choose the corner. But if you've got two guys on the same tier, two guys that are on tier number two, tier number two edge rusher and tier number two corner, I'm going with the edge. I always will do that because I believe they can impact the game before a cover guy can even impact a game. Yeah, and there also seems to be a drop-off with this year's specific class. Like, if you're going to say, of the guys remaining, the Tier 1 corners are pretty much just Stephon Gilmore, right? There's not another name I just read that you would put in Tier 1. At, no. At corner, okay. No. I mean, the Tier 1 edge rushers right now are Von Miller and Chandler Jones. So that's... Yes. Okay, so when you start to go down to Tier 2, and we looked at this before, what would that be? Zarius Williams, DJ Reed? Maybe? For for corner and and then at, at edge rusher yeah. you're looking at like Melvin Ingram you're looking at um, Zadarius Smith you're looking at maybe uh, Jadavian Clowney like you're so looking at some impact guys to, yeah if we're going down to the second tier at the cornerback position I believe there are second tier edge guys that I would take that are better. first yeah 
I would do that. And once again, think about it. Why is that? Well, if you're going to throw the ball 35 times a game, that's going to give my pass rusher the opportunity to rush you mm-hmm. 35 times a game. And maybe I'll be able to get pressure on you. And maybe you're not going to be able to go through your reads because we actually get pressure on you. Listen, a, a secondary can play so much better than what it truly is based on the pass rush. We all know this. This is a concept we all understand in the game of football. And that's the reason why I would say that. In a gross simplification of the truth, if it was a one-on-one, if it was take an edge guy at the same value as a corner, there's no doubt about it. I'd go with the edge. I like Melvin Ingram. I don't understand why he has bounced around so much lately. I know he's been in the league for a while. Yeah. This is a guy that had four straight double-digit sack seasons with the Chargers. He had double-digit sacks his rookie year. His rookie year was 2012, so I'm sure that's part of it. But again, we're not talking about necessarily a Tier 1 edge rusher. I'd want to see how much he can go for. But, I don't know, what do you think, Ingram, are you going to give yeah, him? Yeah, he's 33 years old. Yeah. He's 33 Well, he's not my long-term right answer, but maybe yeah. I, I sign him and I draft a guy in the second round or something. Yeah, you know what, uh, that that to me is is something when we talk about edge or corner, that is an interesting conversation. But to me, what's even more interesting is a guy like Rasul Douglas. <laughs> Ooh. Just stop and think about this. He's out there, man. Rasul Douglas is out there after playing in the Pro Bowl. And yet here he is. You look at all the lists of free agents that are out there. This is a guy who played in the Pro Bowl. Okay? Rasul Douglas. You know they're familiar with him. We know how well he played for the Green Bay Packers. And yet we're sitting here. He's out there as a free agent. And all these lists. Does it list Rasul Douglas? High? No, 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 I don't even see him no, on the as top matter of fact, list. Exactly right. He's number 48 right here, according to NFL.com. 48 overall or 48 yes. a corner? I See, I don't even see him overall. <laughs> number 48. I have him 79th on this list. Um, You know, honestly, right now, it's it's got to be people are not believing what they saw on tape from Rasul Douglas. Not, not believing it. Um... This is it. Can I just read you this right here so you get this? Before you do, maybe I shouldn't trust the list I'm looking at because they have Byron Pringle listed at corner, and I'm pretty sure he's a receiver. (laughs) Anyway, go ahead. Whoa, okay. How about this right here? It says, cornerback is inherently volatile. That's how Douglas could get cut twice last year before getting plucked off the Cardinals' practice squad by the Packers and going on to have one of the best seasons in cornerback history. <laughs> Think about yeah, that. That's a, it's a wide range. He's probably not going to repeat it, but above average starter is a reasonable expectation. And yet there he is at number 48. Nobody's buying it. I, Nobody is buying this. I can't decide if logically the Cardinals would be more or less likely. Because what they have seen of him, they obviously didn't like. That's a great question right there. Would they be more likely or less likely to sign Rasul Douglas? If you bring A.J. Green back, you have to, you have to sign Rasul Douglas just to keep those two. So that, that situation never repeats itself outside of practice. Can you imagine that, though? More likely or less likely? Because what, do you feel like you know him better? Or, or did he change after he left? What, what is it? I think they saw his worst. Right? So they're probably the least likely. You know, once again, they saw something in, in Rasul Douglas. That's yeah. why he was here. They saw something in it. He was on the practice squad, and he got plucked. And we all know what happened from that point going forward. <laughs> A career year. 
Text us your thoughts to the FanDuel text line at 620-620 right now. Uh, coming up, does the uncertainty surrounding Kyler Murray have any impact on a guy like Zach Ertz? <laughs> You'll find out what he had to say next. It's the Wolf and Luke Show on 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station. Wolf and Luke Middays, 98.7 FM, Arizona's Sports Station. Well, Wolf, if you were looking for some uh, stability, if you're a Cardinals fan, you wanted to start hearing some actual players with names attached to them saying good things about your quarterback. Zach Ertz is uh, is ready to fill that role, I would say, after what we heard yesterday. Very, very encouraging, is it not, that Zach Ertz, being the pro that he is, dare I say, a possible future Hall of Fame tight end, Zach Ertz, depending on how many more years he plays, how many more stats he amasses. Um, yeah, it's encouraging that he chose Arizona, isn't it? He, he chose Arizona. That says something, uh, especially if you're at that position. He obviously could have found another place to play if he wanted to. He didn't even really waste any time. In fact, he didn't test out free agency at all. Obviously, I've been blessed and fortunate enough to play in this league for a long time. And when you find a good thing, you don't go looking for something else. Um, and so for me, I wanted to be here. They, they they made it known that I was a priority from the moment the season ended. And to be in a place that respects you for not only what you do on the field, but off the field as well, the way you approach the game for me it, is valuable. You can't put a price on that. Um, and it's, so it, it truly is just something that I wanted to be here. Um, yeah, there could have been th- situations that could have been different, but I don't think any of them would have been better than this. Um, and so for me, it was just something that I wanted to get done. Uh, I'm extremely comfortable here. I have a routine now here. Um, and I'm a very kind of routine-oriented person. Um, and so w- w- kind of when I when I got into that routine late in the year, I felt extremely comfortable. My wife loves it here. Uh, and so for me, it was a no-brainer. Let me just go full wolf here, okay, for yeah. a second. All right, this is uh, what, what Zach Ertz just said. That's probably the best way to actually go through life. Be decisive. Find no. something that works for you. Yeah. You don't need to look at every other option all the time. I mean, you just go through with what you have. I see. So yeah. you don't have to rule the world. Is that what you're saying? It wasn't that a song. I mean, Maybe that's a song. I, like I had no idea if it, it was is. right yeah. there. There are some guys out there, and I think Basinonians, you know, driving around right now, you know people out there. They need to rule the world, period. There are some people out there that do not. Two types of people in the world, those that need to and those that do not. Well, I think Zach Ertz can do some damage with the Cardinals. I mean, I don't think he would come back here if he didn't think this was a Super Bowl contender. But he doesn't have to sit there and be like, well, wait, maybe this team would be better for me in Week 8. Oh, wait, maybe this team would be better. He was only here for half of last season, but he obviously likes it here. And naturally, he was asked about his relationship with the quarterback. Tyler and I got introduced to each other in the middle of the season. And in the middle of the season, uh, most of those conversations were geared towards football and geared towards the next opponent we were playing geared towards how we can be better um, but I look forward to just continuing to grow as friends obviously I think he's a great friend to me um, he's, he's he's someone that I've loved playing with and for the past 11 games of the season um, and I think we're just uh, really scratching the surface with our chemistry level on the football field um, and so I'm excited to see where that goes in year two 
Yeah, you know what? I'm excited to see where that goes as well because um, Zach Ertz, once again, being a grizzled veteran, a guy that is wholly dependent for the most part on a quarterback, getting him the ball. Um, he chose to stay right here. Thought it was the perfect situation for him. That is encouraging. Didn't even hesitate. To me. That is encouraging to me that somebody of his caliber would say, hey, listen, oh, no, I love playing right here with Kyler Murray. I've got no problems playing right here with the Arizona Cardinals. And what kind of offense they might run and how that offense might evolve. Don't get me started. Don't get me started on the offense. I didn't. This isn't my I was fault. Going, I know. I was going into it in great detail tell yesterday but having said that uh that and the fact that colt mccoy also re-signed and came back and Mm -hmm. said you know what i want to be here as the backup quarterback to kyler murray for the next two years that says a lot to me about where the state of this locker room is and the mentality of this locker room Uh, it's a couple more here uh, from Zach Ertz, did the Kyler Murray uncertainty have any impact on his decision? I think everyone understands in this organization how everyone feels about Kyler. Um, I've said it many times, he's the most talented football player I've ever been around. Um, and so for me, I don't think it's a matter of if, but when. Um, that stuff all gets taken care of, but at the end of the day, um, it's not me to speak on Kyler's business. Um, I'm just here to support him in the best way I can, um, and that's to be ready to go, and if he needs any help or needs an ear to vent to, I'll be here for that, but at the end of the day, um, I love playing with Kyler. I've said that all along since the moment I got here. Um, he makes my job extremely easy. He's super smart, super competitive, um, and I think we had a lot of fun last year just playing together and growing together. Zach Ertz on with Burns and Gambo yesterday. That is a great endorsement right there, isn't it? Yeah. What he just said. That is a stamp of approval, no doubt about it. Um, it, it gets me jacked up against the, the, the possibilities that exist for this offense right now are very encouraging, and I love the moves that the Arizona Cardinals have made. Hopefully, uh, they're going to be able to actually draft well this year. And hopefully, especially with that 23rd pick overall, they're going to get a player that's going to come in and hopefully make a difference. I'm very intrigued by the possibilities with Zach Ertz because if you use him a certain way, he is almost like an extra receiver. And, and, and bringing him back before he ever even hit free agency, it just it opens up a lot of questions about now how you're going, good questions, how you're going to address wide receiver in free agency, I think again, not to not to not to hammer the Christian Kirk point home, but actually, yeah, he's being potentially going to make eighty four million dollars over four years. I think we all agree it's it's good that the Cardinals didn't pay that much for Christian Kirk. Now you have Zach Ertz. Maybe you go out and get somebody at receiver, and we'll look at some of those names that are out there a little bit later on in the show. But Zach Ertz just gives you some options. I'm going to play this clip, Wolf. This this might get you started. I'm sorry, but this is uh, Zach Ertz uh, with Burns and Gambo yesterday talking about Max Williams and that tweet. I mean, I can't get my guy to resign, so I am signed. I need him to resign, um, <laughs> and, we'll, and we'll have a lot of fun together. Uh, Max is a, is a great dude. He's a really talented tight end. He's been in this league for a long time, knows how to operate, uh, and I've loved getting to know him over the past five months, even though we weren't playing together. Our lockers were right next to each other, um, and so it was just a great opportunity, and hopefully we can run it back next year. Never seen those two play together. 
Just to remember that. We've never seen, obviously, they traded for Zach Gertz because yeah. Max Williams got hurt. We've never seen the two of them play together. No, no, I, you're exactly right about that. This is what has got me so jacked up right now because I believe, again, the Arizona Cardinals are going to use a lot of two tight ends, 12 personnel and rundown situation, and I think it's going to be beautiful because it can be more physical. It can be more physical. Instead of having Christian Kirk on the field as the third wide receiver out there, maybe you go ahead and you actually only have two wide receivers, Rondell Moore and DeAndre Hopkins. Rondell Moore over the top, running his sub 4-3. Yeah, that's really, really nice. It's one of the reasons why, once again, Rondell Moore, you tell me, one trend, one development of the Arizona Cardinals offense going forward is Rondell Moore is actually able to increase his vertical game and run deep routes. I'll tell you right now, that would change his offense more than anything else you could possibly have. The weather's getting warmer. Arizona Sports and Fulton Homes are reminding you that two seconds is too long to take your eyes off your kids around water for life-saving water safety tips and to enter to win swim lessons from the YMCA. Text SWIM to 620-620. We come back. Some big names are still out there in free agency. We'll run through the biggest. It's the Wolf and Luke Show on 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station. I want to know who my representative here. Wolf and Luke Middays, 98.7 FM, Arizona's Sports Station. There's a one position. You alright over there? Command and control is rocking out, amusing themselves, I believe. You know, it is funny. You made fun of my pants, and then it was pointed out to me my pants match your shirt almost identically. Yeah, but I think the shirt with the horizontal stripes are, I'll take that any day over your check thing you got going on. I don't even know what that is. What is that, Luke? I mean, I where did you get that? Is. Did you get that at oh boy, here we go. Men's Warehouse or something? <laughs> or, that's not payola, ladies and gentlemen, at all. No, it isn't, because I didn't get them there. Where'd you get that shirt? It says Arizona Sports on it. <laughs> that's right. I got it from the station. You don't know that these pants don't say Arizona Sports You know what, honestly, um, I am a little jealous of your shirt, only from the standpoint it doesn't have a logo on it yeah. or any type of advertising. No. I, all my polos, every one of them, have some type of label. Everybody wants their name associated with, with Ron Wolfley. <laughs> they, they buy advertising space. I don't space think that is shoulders. it, Lou. Oh, okay. Stop it. Right. Wouldn't it be great if we had Arizona sports like warm-up outfits? Like they have, like the Suns have, right? Oh, I do. You don't have them? <laughs> <laughs> well, that was an eye-opener. No, but Sorry, like, Luke. we get like the full warm up suit. We sit out there in the newsroom before the show, oh, and then when we come in here, we we, we just rip the warm up <laughs> like suit off. Uniform. We've got our show our show jerseys on. Yeah, that's that how would we be, be awesome right there. We get some strange looks in the newsroom just after I pop my mouth guard in and start talking with it. <laughs> you keep saying you're which sometimes do that. I do kind of sound like I got a mouth guard in. You have threatened on multiple occasions to wear a mouth guard to this show. Where the only thing you can't wear while you're doing this I'm, show is a mouth I'm guard. I'm totally bringing that back. I am doing that. Um. Bringing it back like it was already a thing? Oh, yeah, it was a thing. Okay. For you? No, it was 13 years ago, but it was a thing. <laughs> but it wasn't like a common thing in radio. No, it was it a was thing not. that you did. Okay. Um, I'm going to look at receivers here, okay, that are available out there in free agency. Okay. And the, the list I'm looking at. So, look, not just receiver. The biggest names that are still out there, according to most free agency lists, are Teron Armstead, the tackle out of New Orleans, Von Miller. Chandler Jones, Marcus Williams, the safety out of New Orleans. And then you get to a receiver. 
Well, Stephon Gilmore's up there, too. Allen Robinson is, was actually the highest-rated receiver on most of these lists. Christian Kirk was second or third, depending where you look. Yeah. So, I'm really interested with Allen Robinson. Are you? Yeah. Yeah. I am, only as a 28, matter of fact. By the way, he's only 28 years old, and Allen Robinson. Very interestingly enough, I think going into last season, my friends, I think most people would tell you that he was he could have been in the conversation as a top 10, top 12 receiver in the league. Allen Robinson. I, I I have liked him for a while, and he's been really good. Now, last year, obviously, uh, an off year. He only played in 12 games. And yes. Didn't really have a, a quarterback. I mean, that, that matters when you're a receiver if you don't have a quarterback. Yes, a lot of people as well kind of felt like Allen Robinson um, checked out because he felt like he didn't have a quarterback. That's concerning. Um, now, again, that is, but I is there more to it? If I'm a general manager... I want to know if there's more to it. I want to do a little research. I'm going to kick the tires on Allen Robinson. Here's a guy. He's six. He's over six two, maybe six three, six two and a half, somewhere in there. And he weighs 215 pounds. I mean, this is this is a big dude. Now, it's not like he's a blazer. He's not, but. A.J. Green was not that guy either. Mm -hmm. He was not a run-by guy at this point in time. He was a bigger receiver you could play on the outside. I think Allen Robinson could be that guy. And I have to wonder how other teams feel about Allen Robinson right now and what kind of of interest he's going to get when it comes to financial interest. It's absolutely the sort of guy that I could see the Cardinals getting at a relative discount, right? Like, couldn't you just see, okay, yeah, you know, Christian Kirk just went to the Jaguars, four years, 84 millions, Allen, Allen Robertson, what, what's going on over there? Did he just sign with somebody else? <laughs> no, as, as a I'm matter talking? of fact, are you ready? Um, I, I wish we had a sounder for this. It's not a breaking sounder. Don't play that. Okay. Do not play it. But um, give me a drum roll. Are you good at this? <laughs> okay, I thought you were going to blah, 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 actual okay, drums. Uh, James yeah, I'll, I'll lower the mic. James Conner is going to join us at one thirty. Oh, okay. How about that's that? good. That's, that's great. Yes. Yeah, all right. Okay, that's good right there. I, that's you made a it good sound like somebody reminder. just left the team. No. <laughs> Your reaction. I love making announcements. It's one of the coolest things you could possibly do, by the way. If you ever have the chance, my brothers, my sisters that are listening right now, if you ever have a chance to make an announcement, go ahead and do it. It's it's very cool. This is going to be cool to have James Conner on. Does James Conner know how excited you are that he's coming back? Um, I think so. Okay. I think possibly he does. There's no it's, doubt about it. It's James impossible. Connor, no, no. Yeah, it's just, listen, the, the mentality that is James Conner, the physicality of James Conner and what he does for this offense, and the fact that they're going to sign Zach Ertz and Max Williams, and I believe that's coming down as well at some point in time, they're going to have those two tight ends. That tells me, once again, this is going to be a more physical team. They're going to be a more physical team, and if you're going to be more physical, it makes perfect sense to put Kyler Murray under center more times than not. And this means there's going to be an attitude change and somebody's going to bust somebody. And guess what, brothers? There might be a little bloody nose. And I love bloody nose football. I love it. I love everything about it. It's the essence of the game. I'm sorry I broke your nose. 
And we'll get to talk to James Conner about that at one thirty. <laughs> I don't know if, he's, uh, if he knows what he's getting into. I also wonder, anybody that just flipped the radio on and all they heard was, I'm sorry, I just broke your nose. <laughs> I have to think they stay on the station at that point, right? Like, they got to know what's going on. Yeah. Well, James Conner's joining us at one thirty. That's what's going on. Um, Alan Robinson is going to be one of those guys where if he signs somewhere else for a relatively cheap deal, I'll be upset. You know what I mean? I'll be like, yeah, okay, I, I, I would have liked him here. Now, to give you an idea, so Christian Kirk was number two or three on a lot of lists. He got the four years. It's really four years, $72 million with a chance to go to $84 million. The other receivers that are out there, Odell Beckham, but he's, you know, he's coming off that injury in the Super Bowl. Um, Marquez, Valdez, Scantling, who might very well be good, but my hesitation with him is... Is he just a byproduct of Aaron Rodgers in that offense? How much of it is a byproduct? DJ Chark was next on a lot of lists. He agreed to a one-year $10 million deal. Um, Obviously, Jacksonville much higher on Christian Kirk than they were on just keeping Chark when you look at the the money deficiency. Juju, Smith-Schuster, only 25. He's out there, and he's interesting, too. Yeah, now, if you you needed that guy, if you needed a slot guy, uh, Juju is a guy that I would be interested in. I, I like him as a football player, but... Once again, um, if you could pick one guy, one wide receiver that I think the Arizona Cardinals um, could possibly benefit from, Allen Robinson is that guy because he can play on the outside right now. Um, it's really going to be interesting. Again, this 12 personnel thing that I continue to talk about in rundown situation, that's a lot of your reps, brothers. It's a lot of what you are as an offense. It's what you do. The Arizona Cardinals are moving away from a jam-packed wide receiver room to a jam-packed tight end room, if you know what I mean. Going with 12 personnel with Zach Ertz. Off of play action, this is going to be huge, Luke. It's going to be absolutely huge. They still need a wide receiver, though, because they are going to go 11 personnel. You know that. In third and obvious pass situations, they need that third wide receiver. Are you ready to say Antoine Wesley is that third wide receiver? Well, see, and that, this kind of goes back to what we were talking about yesterday when Zach Ertz, when he signed, if you if you put a specific name to it, if you say Allen Robinson, if you say that that's yes. who they're going to sign, and you tell me I have DeAndre Hopkins, Allen Robinson, Rondale Moore as my receivers, Antoine Wesley can be my four, and I've got Zach Ertz and Max Williams, I don't feel like I need to go get two receivers. Allen Robinson, to me, is I got my receiver. Now, I, I'm very comfortable with DeAndre Hopkins, Allen Robinson, and Rondale Moore with Antoine Wesley there. I'm adding other guys. You know, I'm adding other guys to bring to camp. I'm not going to camp with four receivers. See, I, I, I know. I just can't say that with Rondale Moore right now. I, I love Rondale Moore. But are you, you know going to add another this. big guy off this list? Would you rather have Allen Robinson, or would you rather just go down to the bottom of the list and take two guys like, uh, well, Russell Gage just apparently signed, but... <laughs> yeah, Green, no, I, no, Sammy Watkins. I mean, I'd rather I, just have Robinson. I don't think Allen Robinson's going to get a huge contract. I don't think none of these guys are. None of the receivers are getting huge contracts except uh, uh, Christian Kirk at this point. He's the only one. <laughs> He's the only one. And you're not even joking about that this time. You're I'm not. Even, I'm not. Yes. I mean, I'm looking at some um, of the deals they got. Uh, okay, Braxton Berrios is down the list, but two years, twelve million. DJ Chark, I said, what one year, ten million. Yeah. Cedric Wilson, three years, twenty-two million. Michael Gallup, five years, sixty-two million. That's still only like twelve and a half million a year. Yes. Yes. Um, my point is, once again, um, if you told me that Allen Robinson was going to be that guy, that'd be great. But it'd be great only if Rondell Moore. Develops uh, Rondell Moore right now. You want to talk about the pass-up R2, the key that unlocks all locks for the Arizona Cardinals offense? It's Rondell Moore right now. At this point in time, 
You tell me he's able to run by somebody and catch vertical passes down the field. That is what DeAndre Hopkins needs. And even Allen Robinson, if the Cardinals were able to go out and get him, bring him in, even Allen Robinson would need that dramatic impact that Rondell Moore possibly brings to this offense. He is the key in his development. This offseason and teaching him how to run deep routes and getting the ball to him and having him catch the ball in games early in the season, it's going to be the key for the Cardinals offense. I completely agree with you. He's the guy above anybody else on this team that I'm most interested to see what he does because the the, the variance is so big. Is he just going to kind of be like an okay receiver or is he that guy they took in the second round that, like you said, unlocks everything? But they're not going to know that when they go out and sign these other receivers. That's that's the tough part about this. Yeah, but they have to be able to bank on it because they know Rondell Moore and who he is and the fact that they're going to coach him up. This horizontal game, that's fantastic, man, for the defense. Yeah, take that great speed. Horizontally, we'll give you that all day long. Vertical is what scares a defensive coordinator. Coming up next, we'll take you through the top stories of the day. Wolfing down your lunch is right around the corner. It's the Wolf and Luke Show on 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station.